Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. Today, I would like to talk about how do you purposefully learn from mistakes and or failure? Steve, kick us off. Well, humility is my first thought. Having a little bit of uh, humility about your own abilities or lack of them. The other thing that I'd like to just propose as a discussion point is that realistically, things fail, but people don't. You know, bits of our body can fail. We can break bones, we can pull muscles. Things fail, computers fail, guitar strings break, blah, blah, blah. But humans don't, they just decide that they've failed. Hmm. They choose a point which is an arbitrary success. And if they don't reach that arbitrary success, they deem that a failure. However, my view is zero is the starting point and anything gained is a gain. So let's, you know, worry about, or let's talk about whether failure is actually failure or just a lesser success. Well, so if it isn't failure, you still have to learn from it. You oh, have yeah. to benefit from it. So how do we do that? How do we benefit from it? You're asking me? I'm, I don't I'm want to hold everyone. the mic. Uh, well, I mean, I, and I don't know if this is, if this answers the question. I, when, when you'd ask the question, you know, as far as how I purposely learn, I mean, it is about talking to others because I think a lot of times is trying to assess, well, what maybe just happened and really talk through, could it have been handled differently? I mean, I really know in my franchise because it is so people oriented and it is all about communication that it could be, what did I say and how do I make sure in the future it, it's, it's viewed differently because someone, as Steve said, it, it may not... You may have looked at it as a mistake, but it may have just been a different path that, you know, ultimately still trying to, you know, you're still trying to get to where you are, which is, you know, hopefully a well-run organization. So I just, you know, when I, when I thought of that is that, you know, whether it's my wife, whether it's a manager, whether it's a peer, it's just, okay, help me understand what just happened here and how do I learn from that? Mm -hmm. I, think, I think there's another thing as well, which is when do you decide that something is a mistake or a failure? Because when in the story do you actually decide that so i'm a great believer someone once told me you know when we say good or bad we usually jump in too soon because we don't know the end of the story anyway so that um, conversation you had that you felt was awkward might mean that you become closer to that colleague or that person and i think that's one of the one of the things i would say is that, you know it's taking the longer view it's not jumping in straight away and going oh, this is, this is wrong, this is bad, this is a failure, whatever you want to use, what terminology doesn't matter. And, and I love your point, Steve, about, you know, human beings, um, they break maybe in certain ways, but they tend not to um, fail or mistake, unless, or make a mistake, unless, as you say, we interpret it that way. I think it's the filter that we're using here. And the terminology is very important because, you know, what we would deem a failure individually maybe is not the same for each of us so the four of us on this call may see a circumstance as being an opportunity you know it's all that sort of terminology that we tend to use for ourselves whether we're be, you know whether in the berating ourselves mood today or the more philosophical um, approach so I feel like we're kind of dancing around the how do we learn from by talking about well what is failure did you really fail is it a mistake like we're we're having a, a tangent, 
I can't say that word usually, I'm not going to try again, um, <laughs> conversation. And I feel like for me, once I've decided, okay, I've made a mistake, this isn't working, I'm going to quit doing this because it's not working, i.e. it's a failure, whatever. The first thing I have to do if I want to learn from it is stop kicking myself about it. Well, that's, that goes back to my first point of humility. In a sense, you've got to be forgiving of yourself. And there's a humility in that. In another side of that is that you have to be free within yourself to say, to ask people for feedback, to say, I didn't feel that went well. What did you, what was your impression? Mm -hmm. And we take a lens to that because we are uh, in the same way as we don't hear our own voices, the same way as everybody else hears our voices. We don't see our output or our communication in the same way as other people do that are outside of us. So having the humility to say, I'm not sure how that went. Tell me. That gives you at least a, a place of learning. That gives you a chance to learn from your mistakes or from your uh, what you deem to be a less successful exploration or experiment or presentation or whatever. So you have to be sufficiently humble mm -hmm. to look for external feedback. Absolutely. And I, th I think ego gets in the way very quickly. I think, you know, um, when, we, when we see something as um, a difficulty or whatever, um, unless we're prepared to actually, you know, put our ego to one side, I think the opportunity to learn from it is, is very difficult anyway. And I think this berating, you know, when something happens, I think it's also about patience with it as well. So not the initial response to what has happened. And that's what I was alluding to with the longer view is that we can find that red mist descending on us, which can cloud the learning process. So I think it's about stepping back, giving yourself a pause, space, a little bit of time, and then asking for that feedback. Not when you're feeling overly vulnerable, perhaps, or overly egotistical, but actually choosing your moment to decide that you want to look at those feedback forms or you want to ask your co-presenter, or maybe even ask that client how things went. Not when you're in that absolutely vulnerable state. And mm -hmm. I think making a time after an event, if you're presenting, to actually say, this is our feedback opportunity. And then making sure that it's free from accusation as well. I think if, you know, if we're accused, we automatically put up those defenses mm -hmm. so it's actually make choosing your moment um that you can learn from something mm. I yeah i mean I, it, it, no ahead. i mean i wasn't gonna to add a little point i mean obviously for me at times especially you know in a small business 20 employees that you know directly affected it's it is interesting i was kind of going back to your point robin about where you know i i know i have made mistakes or kind of made decisions that, you know, in hindsight, you know, let's go a different path. But what has been interesting is that when you say, well, how do you learn from that? And where do you go? Is sometimes you realize that in most of the decisions, it's that in the long term, as long as you know kind of where you're going, you know, I'm still moving forward to that point. And it's how do I, you know, kind of adjust more quickly as more of these issues kind of pop up. So I am getting better. Mm. And, you know, that's ho hopefully how I'm learning from these mistakes, but it's still painful at the moment. <laughs> and here, you know, to Martin say, you know, how, how you need to wait a little while, because I have found myself an initial reaction. It's like, 
man, that shouldn't be the path. And you kind of kick yourself, but a couple of days go back, go through. And then all of a sudden you're like, you know what, let me, let me really think about this. Okay. Next time I need to do the following. Mm. Yeah. You, you don't know you're on the wrong path until you're on the path. Yes. <laughs> yes. But there's, there's an interesting thing here that somebody wants, um, I can't remember who it was. It was a, it was a, it might've been Michael Neal, but it, it was a coach, I think who said, um, we learn, we, he was explaining how the learning process goes, which, uh, is, was, wasn't used to anyone. And he said, but the thing is we forget sometimes that that's what happens when you were a baby and you're learning to walk, when you fall on your bum the first time, your parents don't say, well, this one doesn't work, send it back. They get you to try again and to try again and to try until you can walk. And you learn everything through that process of conscious uh, competence to do unconscious competence after going through the earlier stages. So we have to actually, I think, learn at a point where we are conscious and therefore we're thinking about everything we do and we are going to make mistakes and we're going to learn from them. Mm. And we are going to forgive ourselves for making those mistakes because we can't do, you didn't jump in a car and learn and, and, and know how to drive perfectly. Even if you know how to drive, when you've only had three lessons, every single action has to be thought about consciously. And if you make a mistake and you drive over a curb or you, you, you know, you sway into another lane or whatever, as long as it's not a fatal accident or whatever, you, you're okay that you learn from that and you move it into the unconscious competence. So what it sounds like what we're saying is that you have to be far enough away from it to not be emotionally involved with it anymore. And then ask other people to, you know, give you feedback or look at it yourself to get feedback and, and give yourself the grace of being allowed to make mistakes. Yeah. So, that is our 10 minutes, so I have to cut us off there. I'm so sorry. It's such a great conversation. Thank you so much for having it with me, and we'll do it again very soon. Thank you, Robin. Thank you.